This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Ohayou gozaimasu! Welcome to Fright School Nihongo Edition. I'm not Joshua, I'm Joe. You are Joe, are yes. you sure? <laughs> that was a lovely intro for our for our um uh Japanese airing now of this yes. show. <laughs> yes, we are now we're big in Japan now. We're yeah, huge in Japan. Wonderful. Uh yes, this is a we're we're Fright School is traveling to Japan for this episode. So we've watched uh, Ringu. But uh, first, before we dive into that, let's talk um, horror news. There isn't too much that um, that I found, although Sci-Fi has canceled Channel Zero after Aww. four seasons. I know, right. And you were watching every single one, weren't you? I definitely <laughs> was. <laughs> Uh, no, but I actually really enjoyed the series, so I'm uh, sad that they have decided not to um, go anymore. I mean, it's been hit or miss for me. I really liked the first two seasons, um, and then I watched like a little bit of the third, and I'm waiting for the fourth season. It's going to be on Shudder soon. So all of it streams on Shudder, which I do, I have, obviously. So please go out there and, you know, get it while it's still streaming on Shudder. <laughs> uh, but who knows? I mean, you know, if it does well there, they could always resurrect it. They could. Know? I mean, and nothing is dead anymore. Yeah. This Nothing is, is very dead. true. <laughs> yeah, they're constantly bringing new stuff back. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The only other thing I saw is, I guess, uh, did you see that Happy uh, Death Day? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, they they were a sequel, which I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, but they have a sequel coming out, ha- Happy Death Day to you, letter, or number two, letter U. That's it's so clever, right? Beyond. <laughs> yeah, you must. Uh, it had a budget of like $4 million, and then it made like over $100 million. The first one? Yeah. Like, wow. I, I remember reading about it because I was like, dang, that was, of course they made a sequel. Like, yeah. you know, you must. Uh, which actually looks fun, too. I mean, it's kind of, it's very meta uh, looking. Uh, so, but yeah, they have moved the opening date because of the Parkland shooting mm-hmm. anniversary is coming up. So, uh, which I think is interesting again you know i mean we have one of the most like violent medias you know we i mean horrible stuff is constantly going on you know i don't know what it feels so like disingenuous to me in a way to like like oh we're doing this in honor of but you know or like we're going to make changes out of like deference to yeah but i mean you know we're not really stopping anything from happening. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's a weird, it's going to go up later. It's a weird conversation. Cause it's like, I feel like, I, you know, I don't think art is, is responsible 
for life, you know, the things that happen. I, I don't think you can blame video games or horror movies or things like that. But we're constantly in this weird space where the creators of the content, even though they do defend their work, also will like, you know, instead of just going like, can we have, we need to have a bigger conversation and refuse to like bend to these sorts of uh, pressures from the media instead doing that. And I feel it does make it seem like, you know, yeah, it causes it, you know, like there's a causal relationship here. Yeah. So when so much of this, the real issues are about white supremacy and about toxic masculinity, which we're not talking about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Anyways, so <laughs> that's, you know, I, I don't, whoa. So don't go see a, it. <laughs> I don't have an answer again to, to these questions. I don't know what Lillian's problem is. She's freaking out. I know. She's freaking uh, out. She wants the love, but yeah, she ain't going to get it But he's me. laying down be, behaving. Yeah. You know. Watching the door. Anyways, what else is going on? Um, I, I have a I have a really long commute, and sometimes, uh, if it's a, if it's a particularly heavy day of traffic, which it was last week when it was raining cats and dogs, um, I went to the movies by myself, and I saw yeah. Escape Room. That's right. Look at you. Look at me seeing a horror film. I really wanted to see um, Aquaman, but it was too late, and so. Um, I saw Escape Room, and it was bad. No, really. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I I thought it was going to be more violent than it was. I yeah. was expecting violence on the level of like Final Destination. Oh yeah. See, I looked at it and thought Saw. I figured it would be just a, like another and an endless like you know kind of copies of Saw. Yeah. I see. I was also kind of thinking that, but I I definitely feel like it had more of a it had more of like we're gonna we're gonna make this a franchise and it's gonna be more of a final destination feel because it didn't have the pathos of Saw, mm. you know. It had the kind of like the everything was centered around the characters more than it was centered around the villain, which is kind of like Saw. I felt was also really centered around the villain and not like who's trying to figure out the puzzles and stuff. So. But I mean, as someone who loves escape rooms, I'm not gonna do one for a while. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but. Well, but, yeah. wh- where was it that those people like died in an escape room that they actually couldn't get out of? No, it was like a I didn't know. I didn't know there was one. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it was here in America though. But I was reading a story. I think like four teenage girls like died in like a fire or something in an escape room that they couldn't get out of. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was an accident, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, that's kind of terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I have friends that have done them. You've done them, right? Yeah, I've done them. Yeah. I, you know, I don't even know much about them. I guess, like, they close you in a room, and then there are, like, clues and things, right, inside the room. Yeah, so there's usually the th- the rooms are themed with some sort of narrative. So it's right. like you have to solve the puzzle before time is up, and then or otherwise you're dead or whatever. Yeah. So the, a couple I've done, there was one that was like 1920s mobster speakeasy. Oh, cool. Um, and then that one was really cool because we were like, okay, we got this. We'll, we'll get out of here. No problem. And then we opened up like a door to another room and I was like, oh fuck, there's other rooms. And so then you like, and then it's, it was really cool because it's like, you had to like some of the there was a clue for the second room that was in the first room that people like overlooked. They had to go back and, you know, so it was really intricate in that way. Um, there was one that was, uh, I've done one that was like, uh, um, like a superhero theme. 
So like yeah. you had to, uh, you had to like solve solve all the get out of the room and get onto the roof so that way you could deactivate the bomb before it blew up the city, and that was fun. I, the one that I that I think you'll like was they showed this in the introductory video to it was like um, kind of based on a true story that happened of like a murder like serial murder that happened in Japan. And so they build this room as the Japanese horror, horror uh, room. Oh, and cool. then like at, when you were going into the rooms, you had to like figure it out. And there was some like Japanese horror elements. So that kind of it rings true to today because it was very, Oh, see what I did there rings true. And then mm. you know, um, it <laughs> kind of uh, holds true to today because, you know, we're talking about uh, this kind of Japanese supernatural film. But, uh, yeah, that was the escape room that I did. Um, anything else in the news or anything else that we should talk about? The, this episode is a day late because it's a holiday. Uh, so, you know, because it's... Uh, it's going to be, this is going to come out on a Tuesday, not a Monday. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, school it. break. School break. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, besides horror, uh, you know, we have the drag minute. Oh, Jesus. So Latrice is back. Yeah. That whole episode was like just a complete waste, right? Waste. You know, it's like, just bring Latrice back. You didn't right. need to like, did we really think that like pheromone was going to come back against Valentina? Did we really think, I mean, Gia Gunn turned it out, but Naomi Smalls like really like was the winner there. Clear winner there. Yeah. There was no stakes. Yeah. No it was, stakes. yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm like, this this whole thing is just manufactured to bring Latrice Royale back into the competition. And I don't know. It makes me wonder, like, did they already have that planned? Like, or when she was eliminated, they go, Oh shoot, we need another, like, let's bring everybody back. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we need to find a way to get her back in. I don't know. The whole just seemed very contrived. I mean, it was fun, you know, to see them all doing their lip syncs and stuff. But, yeah. you know, we were just watching, like, there's really no, there were no stakes. Exactly. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Either we like, there was nothing invested. I mean, to be honest, I don't really have anything invested anyways. I mean, it's fun to watch and you know, I do enjoy seeing the girls do stuff, but I, I you know, I don't, at this point, I don't really care who wins. <laughs> um, I, Michael Verratti uh, retweeted this picture that someone did. Um, the same, the same gay Twitter guy who did the, uh, the witch Britney Spears back to back. Hmm. Um, he did one, um, Suspiria 2018, and it has their, like, I guess the, one of the dances that the girls are doing in red, and it has Naomi Small's back bent on the front. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it so we can repost it. You should. That's hysterical. But I was like, I love this. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that just came out digitally, and it will be out uh, next uh, January 29th, I think, on Blu-ray. So we'll probably be watching that for, you know, this kind of, you know, well, I mean, Joshua, do you want to talk about what we're doing next on the show? And Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the cat. It's uh, all weird. On what? What are you talking about? Well, no, because so it's, a, it's a remake. You know, we're talking about. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yes, we are. We're tra- going to explore some of the uh, remakes of movies, but I'm kind of excited to look at some not not only just like movies like the one we're watching today, Ringu, which is an original mm-hmm. of you know um, 
of a, a popular American horror film, uh, but also looking at uh, remakes of films that we've already watched to see, like, you know, to like just look at their relevance and their cultural um, placement, you know, given what the time frame that they were made in. So we have a variety mm-hmm. of, of movies that we've reviewed in the past that, you know, have been remade now. And um, I don't know, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. To look at some of those. I think so yeah. too. I still have like a huge list of other movies we're gonna watch, so don't worry. <laughs> that, <laughs> that have that we have not seen before in any form. So mm. but uh yeah, I did. I thought it'd be fun to revisit some uh you know, there's the thing and I really enjoy uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh there's so many. Um that have all left my brain right now as I start talking. <laughs> but that's okay. There'll be surprises. Yeah. Surprises. Uh, surprises forthcoming. Right. Uh, but anyway, so that's, uh, I would like to see that picture. So you have to share it with me. Cause oh, yes. I really, I really enjoyed the new Suspiria. I look at it as something totally different from, you know, Dario Argento's film that we've reviewed, you know, before on the podcast that we, we've discussed it. I think it's something completely it's just its own thing, you know, and yeah, there's yeah, room yeah. for both. Like everything, I mean, we've had this conversation a million times, you know, about remakes, and I, I'm just the kind of person that I, I, I like to see, I like to see things come back, you know, and be remade, and a lot of times it sparks interest in the original, which is awesome. Um, but it's like I also like to see you know actress like with Suspiria I love Tilda Swinton you know and she's great in it and so weird and just beyond and so it's like I can watch that and I can put the original in too you know and still keep on living my happy life (laughs) yeah for sure you know so I just don't get all I don't really get bent out of shape you know I used to when I was younger especially when like they remade the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I thought oh what a waste but then it turned out to be really good you know I I, and we'll watch that and I I think that they did a really really good job with it um and spoke to you know a a whole new generation of people yeah for sure but of course a lot by the you know I don't know how many people nowadays maybe younger people now would only be familiar with that version and don't even know there's one from the 70s yeah yeah so i don't know but hopefully hopefully they do mm-hmm. you know or hopefully they discover that and find based on toby hooper's film of the same name you know and they oh they just keep going back and just go all the <laughs> way back you know and the, you know and that's the thing where you know hollywood sucks and you know that's part of like the capitalism it's like how do we continuously resell the same thing <laughs> you know yeah. instead of telling we have you, four stars borns basically the same story yeah you know and we've done yeah so many things over and over and over again and even the stories now that we're telling and you know aren't even like it's not even the original film like that the original was based on something that the person had read that it was you know based on something somebody had heard and, and back and back and back you know mm-hmm. there's only so many types of stories that we can tell you know so it's how we continue to reinvent them and tell them that i mean that is the art of of um of storytelling of you know filmmaking of music making of everything you know there's yeah. only so many notes in the <laughs> musical alphabet you know so you know it's not a surprise that we go oh that sounds just like this because you know probably but, does but it's like but is it still good on its own and that's kind of the question i ask you know and yeah and that and that we can argue to death too <laughs> as, you know as we've seen with some of our favorite people that 
you know, do podcasts like ours, do horror stuff. Some of them go, oh, this was terrible. And I go, well, I thought it was good. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. <laughs> now, you know, there's not really a master's degree or a, a PhD in, in horrorology. Yet. <laughs> Yet. So until there is, uh, and somebody gets it and is like, well, actually, I think once we this get, is why you're wrong. <laughs> once we get to maybe 100, 150 episodes, could you give me a PhD in horror- horrorology? <laughs> Horology. I mean, I think I already have a master's in horology. I got an MFA in horology. Right in horology. That is that is a fine art, my friend. <laughs> um, but I don't know, Joe. I think you're kind of still working on an associate's here. You know, <laughs> I just need my GED in horology. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. You know, I'm just. Goal, you know that's kind of the fun of it which is we, we out here <laughs> i listen later and i go oh that's the point i was trying to make what's funny is that when i listen back to the show um it, you'll say something and then like i don't know if it's because i'm remembering what i said or if like that's just my natural would have been my response anyway but sometimes i find myself like repeating myself back to you yeah sometimes i'm surprised like especially now because i am trying to go back and listen to the older episodes because in tandem with uh whoops in tandem with redo um looking at some of the remakes you know i i want to go back and boost up the the original episode that we did so i sometimes i'll think oh you know what i should have said and they go and then i say it i'm like oh good i did <laughs> i did like, say i don't that. remember saying something you know that's that's how it is. You know, I try to be more positive because mostly when I used to listen to it back, I just focused on like all the ums and the looks and the, well, you know, and the so, it's, you know, so just like that. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so I get really like upset. But then, you know, I'm like, well, we say, you know, good stuff sometimes. <laughs> so I'm just going In the to... middle of those ums and you knows, there's some good. Yeah, there's some there. points. And so sometimes I'm surprised when I go, when I'm like, oh, cool. I did. I did make that connection. Good. <laughs> there are some episodes that I think, oh, maybe we should go back and <laughs> redo the. <laughs> maybe I have a better point now. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I mean, I, I've learned a lot through through making this and through conversations and having, you know, our different guests on. It's always, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Anyways, I don't know how we got off on this topic. I don't know. (laughs) Point is, we have more episodes coming (laughs) for you to listen to this. We're going to be, you you have more stuff coming on. Uh, So, real quick housekeeping stuff. Um, You know, check out, we're now, we've got our Pinecast. Is it, what is it again? Fright School? Fright, uh, we have a, we have a website through Pinecast. Yes. Um, which you you can listen you can look at the website on the show notes for this episode. Uh, we're on Spotify, working on Google Play. That's right. We've been on. We already been new on Apple. Right. Um, and uh, we already done had heard us. We already done had heard us on Apple. <laughs> uh, and like uh, put some money in our tip jar. Uh, That's right. Know. There's the tip jar. We've got uh, Monster Mania coming up in New Jersey in yeah. March. We have a field trip. Pay your dues. Pay your <laughs> do. Fu- we're doing fundraising for our field trip, so please do that. Uh, Joshua's going to come to your office to sell candy bars. It's going to be so fun, I think. <laughs> yes, it'll be fun. We're going to be, it's going to be uh, winter. <laughs> it is, yes. But, you know, I'm going up to Big Bear this coming weekend for um, our friend's wedding party party. So it's like the the wedding party is all getting a together party. for okay. the weekend uh, to plan and 
uh, prep or and uh, do bond and bonding. That's the word I'm looking for. Is it's, it's such a foreign concept? Bonding. That, yes. yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's supposed to be like in the 40s there. So I'm gonna. I, I think I can prepare myself with that, and then you know it might. It's probably gonna be way colder than that yeah. in New Jersey, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the Jersey Ghouls. Looking forward to seeing uh, the Matt horror, horror movie night. Uh, horror movie night guys. It's gonna be a good time. Do you think they have an X-rated version that horror movie night? Um, I don't know. You can ask them. And it's just porn, and they re- they like. Can you imagine that podcast? Mm-hmm. But they review porn. Yeah, you would have like an endless supply of episodes, though. Oh well, I mean, we have an you endless. Know. We have an endless supply of episodes right now. Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, if you were like really like, let's look at every video. Oh let's, god, you know. Uh, and you could put it out there on there, like Pornhub.com. Debbie does ZRQ one three two dash question mark exclamation point. Oh my god, someone's gonna do that and come up with like you know. <laughs> My stepdad, you know how my it lover. looks like they're long, like. <laughs> Anyways, my um, stepdad, my lover. Yeah, oh, I didn't were mean to do doubling that. down on that, huh? I know, I really did. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Siri's going to perk up here and start playing. I know because like, she's so used to your demands, uh, <laughs> your sick demands. You <laughs> ah, the read. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we got lots of cool stuff happening. Um, so stay, you know, stay tuned. And uh, we will be uh, right back to discuss uh, 1998's Japanese horror film, Ringu. Ringu! I just want to apologize. I'm sorry to everyone. I was very naive very stupid and I shouldn't have put other people in danger I am so sorry for everything that has happened because in spite of what Joshua says it's now all my fault I insisted our listeners subscribe to Fright School on Apple Podcasts I insisted they leave us reviews I insisted that they give us a five star rating And it's all because of me that we're here now and we're being hunted. I love you, Mom and Dad. I am so sorry. I only wanted to make good content for our listeners. I'm so scared. Joshua, is that you? (laughs) Welcome back. If you were in the San Diego area on January 31st, we have an exciting event to tell you about. Yes. <laughs> no, we totally forgot in the, in the news because, you news. know, we're all wrapped up in our selfishness and talking about how wonderful our own podcast is. I know. Uh, <laughs> so on no, the 31st <laughs> um, at UC San Diego, uh, where the LGBT Staff Association is hosting a night of queer horror. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
like we love a night of queer horror. I do every we, night with me is full of queer horror. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> every night with you is <laughs> is a queer horror night. Um, and what that means is basically uh, Michael Ferrati of the Dead for Filth podcast. Dead for Filth. Um, he he's going to be uh, screening his film, uh, his short film that came out last year. He drinks. He drinks. And then of course, uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, Sam Weinman is going to be also there as well, screening his film, a little ditty called The Quiet Room. The Quiet Room. Yes, and you can go back and listen to our awesome interview with him. Um, what's the name of that episode? Is it just uh, called The it, Time it, for Queer Horrors? The Time now? for Queer Horrors now. Yes. Um, episode something. <laughs> yes, episode whatever it is. We will. It's all on iTunes and Spotify. Yes, and we will link to it again. In the, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll link to it in the in the yeah. show notes here. Uh, but yes, that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to attending there. Uh, this is not an official uh, affiliated Fright School event. No, this it's is not. Totally separate. But but it's, but it's cool happening that it's in happening. Our area. Yes. So we're gonna come and. Uh, I'm going to go and take lots of pictures and yeah. bother people. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a joke for you, Joshua. Oh. I have a joke for you. Go ahead. What do you get when you cross a British invasion band with uh, a Japanese vengeful spirit? I don't know, Joe. What do you get when you cross you uh, get, whatever you just said? Yes. <laughs> you get John, Paul, George, and Ringu. <laughs> Joe. Sorry. That was such a that was such a dad joke. That, that was not was. even a dad joke. That was like a granddad joke. Yeah. Where you patted me on my head. It kind of yeah, it's more like a kid who runs up to you and like makes some kind of joke. Yeah. And you knock have... knock who's there? Boo, boo hoo. Don't cry about it. Yeah. But even that was a little more clever, I think. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Joshua? Jesus. Uh, We're Joe. not talking about Jesus, but I love you. That the ex- was the exclamation. You you know, you really you you worked on that, you wrote it, everything. So, you know, props to you. Read me, wrote me. Yes, here yes. we go. Anyways, yeah, so we are talking about um nineteen ninety-eight Japanese supernatural psychological horror film. Supernatural psychological. Ringu ring uh mm-hmm. you know uh kicked off or a um you know it was remade in america as the ring and kicked off a huge uh, trend in remaking japanese and other asian horror films yes other asians um so let's start with uh what you thought um it was slow yeah yeah i'm sorry it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. You're allowed to not like them. Am I not allowed to like? I I thought it was slow. I thought it was, um, it was hard to follow at some points, and there was just like, um, it reminded me a lot of Let the Right One In, mm. in the sense of like it's you know it's it's just disorienting to read subtitles. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah, it was the pacing was also just really. Off. And then all of a sudden, he has supernatural powers. Well, they weren't all of us. They were hinted throughout the movies. You're talking about, of course. Uh, um, uh, Hiroyuki uh, Sanada, who yeah, I know. Ryan well, I don't G. know personally, but when the credits were going and I was like, oh, Hiroyuki Sanada is in here. And Joshua was like, do you actually know that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I thought in. you were being funny. <laughs> like, you're just reading off the names. Like, oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> Hiroyuki Sonata has been in a ton of films. He was yeah. in Sunshine with Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. He was, he, he was, uh, he was in The Wolverine. He was in The Wolverine. He was in, um, 
he's in Westworld in the most recent season of Westworld. He was in uh, Good for um, him. Revenge on ABC as the as the sensei who teaches the main character about revenge because you know the Japanese just love revenge. Yes. Uh, that is true. Yes. Well, I mean, lots of people enjoy revenge, mm-hmm. but the the Japanese do make a pretty good. They make revenge a revenge horror. Movie. They do. They do. <laughs> Old Boy is also Japanese, right? Uh, or is that Korean? You know what? I'm Someone's sure. yelling at this. David, young David, is yelling at this right now. Maybe, maybe either him or or Ashley. They're yelling at us. <laughs> they're right screaming now. at you right they're now. They're screaming at us. Um, it's South Korean. Ah. Yeah, the, at least the original. Because didn't they remake that too? Yeah, Spike Lee. With, uh, Spike Lee with yeah, uh, James director. Brolin. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen... Oh, sorry, Josh Brolin, not James Brolin. I, yeah, I not not, I've not seen the American either. remake, and I, I don't... Oh, gosh, I don't remember the last time I saw the original. Well, probably around the time that I saw like Ringu, Ichi the Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was all like in that early... Because like, definitely, like once The Ring came out, and then The Grudge, like, you know, and you start finding out, like, or at least I started finding out, because I was only... God, how old? I mean, in 98, I was 14. So, oh, wow. 17 or 18 when I The Ring came out. Nine, I was nine. Yeah. Well, either way. So I was like 17, 18 year old, stupid kid. So then it was like, oh my God, there's other countries that make horror films. No, no. <laughs> no <I wasn't. laughs> you mean there are other countries here? No, but um, but I started to like search for all that. And that's when I found like all those kind of movies and like Three Extremes, which we talked about because of dumplings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I thought this would be fun today. I wish we had watched it on one of the days where it was raining, because I love this. Oh, my gosh, Lilium, stop it. She's so bad. Um, Such a bad kitty. Cause, like, The Ring is one of those kind of movies that I love to put in, because it, like, rains the whole time. It's kind of dark and moody, so, and Ringu's kind of the same way. I love when it's, like, just raining and you know, watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I chose it because I thought it'd be fun to sort of revisit because it's the first horror film you are, you ever saw was the remake. Yeah, so uh, first horror film, and it, you know, and I, I've said this a couple times in the podcast, first horror film I ever saw in a movie theater was with my cousins and they were trying to find a movie that was a, an acceptable rating and this one happened to be one. Or The Ring happened to be that movie. And that fucking shit freaked me out for yeah. a long time and joshua was like when was the last time you watched the ring and i'm like it was when i saw it in the movie theater <laughs> never seen it again after that well there we go perfect that's why i thought it'd be fun to watch this today but it is very different i mean the, it's very it's yeah much, the story is a little bit more convoluted definitely um it's subtle it's nuanced like you know if you're not like watching every single minute of it and really paying attention and i i do think the subtitles are probably not the greatest because a lot mm-hmm. of times they're not you know there's probably nuance that gets lost in them yeah for sure um you know so but, but still i thought it'd be fun because you had seen the ring before to see sort of what it was based on um and uh, you know i i like it because it's just it, it, it is it's a very weird creepy story it's very sad it's got lots of tragic stuff in it yeah very lot of tragic elements you know and um yeah, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> See, one thing that I thought did, because I just saw, I thought it was fascinating that, like, the, here's this mother who's just kind of, like, leaving her kid to do whatever. But then the moment he, like, the moment that he watches the film, she's, like, going out to, you know, still try to figure out how to save him. But that also requires her to leave again. And I felt like the, 
remake did a much a much better job at like at talking about motherhood in that way mm. because in the remake she uh, Samara's mother is the one who like throws her down the well because yeah. of all of this like stuff that's going on yeah. yeah and and I felt like that was just something that 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 it the it emphasized that kind of motherhood and neglect and all of that to more than I thought this one did but I also don't know if that's what they were going for because I felt like though I felt like you definitely felt how kind of like dysfunctional the family was and how uh, conflicted she was in like having this career and going out and doing these things and leaving her son behind. Um, and then, you know, to top it all off, she's like also chasing, you know, it adds to the sadness where she finds like, Oh, finds, turns out that the girl was actually killed by her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, I, I thought that it did that a little bit better. Um, the remake, but I mean, one thing I did appreciate with uh, appreciate more with the f- this film is that I feel like it. I feel like even though the overall the pacing was off to me, it was much better paced than the remake. Like I feel like the remake could have cut off a, like a, a, like five ten more minutes, mm. and this one like it was it was like okay we're doing this thing now we're doing it here now we're here now we're here now we're here. There was a lot more things going on, and it wasn't as much, you know, kind of jerking you around. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the ring is a little bit more straightforward because they just they kind of trimmed it down. Because I mean, you should read the book. I pulled it out because I, I, I. Oh, it's a book. Yeah, it was based originally on a book, um, by a, Ko, what's his name, Koji Koji Suzuki, called Ring. It's like a whole series, Ring Spirals, something else. Um, mm. But it's radical, even more different. Like you know, it's the main character is a man. He's the uncle of the of the girl who dies, and then he has like his best friend, and they're, you know, trying to hunt this down. But it's just it's much more convoluted, um, uh, <laughs> story wise. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's a man that's the center of it. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've always thought it was interesting that when they adapted it, they chose to um, switch it to a woman. Huh. Interesting. This is very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, so my we'll have to link the. Uh, Link the uh, the book in our show notes as well, so that way you have a chance to read it. Yeah, yeah, people should look it up. It's interesting, but it's totally different. Like the you know the the best friend is really a horrible guy, but he's like still trying to like help him solve this uh, the, these crimes. You know, um, the character that you know the Sadako Samara character's like background is even more bizarre. Um, you know, so I just think, I think that the, you know, in, in bringing this to an American audience, you know, it was smart to sort of trim some of the, you know, like they kind of combine the mother and the daughter together so that, you know, like the daughter has these strange powers that everybody's like, you know, concerned with and in the ring, you know, she makes Mm -hmm. all the horses like commit suicide or what I haven't seen the ring in a while either. Um, I think that's a plot point. There's also like a really weird, like there's a really like terrible suicide of the guy with like he drops the toaster or the microwave and oh yeah he gets on it turns on the yeah he yeah, like yeah, turns yeah, it yeah, on yeah, her and, father yeah 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 so i i think that they did do a good job of like just kind of trying to streamline the story a little bit because mm-hmm. this you know this is a little bit more like you know they go on this 
thing with the mother and she's, you know, predicting things and being called a fraud and that drives her insane and, you know, to commit suicide and yeah. the daughter's like killing people too with her mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, but I, I like this because I'm a big fan of stories like this, like urban legend type things like Candyman. I really, you know, I like that cause it's kind of, it's a similar vein mm-hmm. with, um, you know, us telling each other stories and trying to scare, you know, so you do like Bloody Mary and you go, I don't know if you ever did that as a kid. Uh, yes. I okay. Have. Yeah. So, you know, there's like that adrenaline, you know, and yeah, you yeah, think, yeah. well, what if it happens? And these, these kind of movies are like a, about that, that kind of bring that sort of, it's like, well, what if, what if, yeah. So it brings that kind of fear, um, you know, alive mm-hmm. <laughs> that something is out there waiting to get you. If you do, some you know some such thing yeah for like sure. watch a tape or say the name in the mirror or whatever which we have to do Candyman because I don't think you've seen that yet no nope. you definitely have to see Candyman because that's that's a lot of fun too okay <laughs> but I think it's in in a similar vein with like urban legends and what that says about cultural anxiety and that these sorts of stories are all over the world mm-hmm. and you know repeat on and on and on and on you know yeah yeah. And then inspire horror films, which we will remake to death as well. Yes. (laughs) Which this, the uh, Ringu's based on a, um, it's something called, let me find it real quick, Bancho Sarayashiki, um, the dish mansion at Bancho. So it's a Japanese ghost story, kind of all about, um, this is from the Wikipedia, you know, broken trust, broken promises. But it's got like this, you know, story about the girl in the well, who it's kind of, you know, in that similar vein, she's betrayed or killed, you know, unjustly and tossed into a well and then reanimates or comes back as a ghost or whatever to haunt the people who killed her. So this is a, like a folk tradition um in in japan but i think kind of the grudge is like that too you know where it's yeah like, it's some similar. sort of water demon. these the like yeah these are kind of similar to um uh, what you want to say just similar folk tales being retold in different ways in film yeah 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 um but point is <laughs> the urban legends kind of thing. You're just looking at me like, <laughs> did, a, I, did I grow a second head? Yeah, but... you did. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it it's interesting because I feel like we have, you know, um, it's always interesting to see horror films in different cultures, especially around these supernatural elements because mm-hmm. you can kind of see, it, it does speak a lot to those particular cultures. And you learn a lot more about the about the country and the people from there um, in a way that you um, in a way that you would get uh, you get more than just like actually you know opening up a Zagat guide or whatever. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, I I think horror is interesting in the fact that a lot of the you know concerns, a lot of horror mm-hmm. does find itself in the same spaces yeah. in a way you know because it's like uh you know i mean we again we have similar whoops <laughs> we have similar he's crawling on the he's mixing crawling board, on the mixing board. um <laughs> you know but we have like 
urban legends here, you know, about vengeful spirits and about, you know, ghosts that, you know, come and haunt you or hurt you. You know, there's like the vanishing hitchhiker. That's like a very iconic sort of um, American. I mean, this might not even be American because, again, this is probably something that's told all over the place. You know, but we think about those sorts of stories, the vanishing hitchhiker or, you know, some woman wailing ghost in a graveyard somewhere. They're always some somebody from the 1600s or 1700s. I saw a meme the other day. It's like, why aren't there any ghosts from 2003 like screaming about (laughs) Britney Spears? True. Uh, (laughs) There was something about that time. (laughs) You know, yeah, we kind of we like an old Victorian looking ghost here and. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's fascinating to see kind of sort of what we have in common um, as as well as, you know, what you're saying with like, mm-hmm. you know, the the particular ways those are expressed in different cultures, you know, like ghosts in Japanese, at least at this time period, like we're looking at like the grudge and the ring. They look similar, you know, with like the hair in their face or yeah, white, you know, white, stark, stark, white, stark, white, pale, like dripping wet yeah um so i i i, I do find that fascinating i i think kind of like the guys i like stark white pale dripping wet, <laughs> dripping wet. <laughs> uh i think the other thing that's kind of happening in ringu and it's i think similar to our dumplings discussion mm-hmm. is sort of that the crushing modernity and tradition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and so there is that sense in in ringu this virus like curse you know because it's in this tape and you have to show it to somebody else and they have to show it to somebody else they have to show it so you have to keep passing it along mm-hmm. um or else you'll die you know it, it's also it's in technology at least in 98 you know like yeah video. for sure um nowadays i don't know what would happen i guess the little girl would project into your it's a youtube clip or something <laughs> right, like that exactly it's, it's yeah, Vimeo, yeah it's a viral yeah. youtube clip going around uh, you know, but there's like that in Japan, like that kind of sort of technology spreading faster and faster and doing the damage, doing the harm. You know, I think there's somewhat of a conversation happening here if we're going to analyze it, yeah. you know, as 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 saying something about culture. You yeah. Know, I, and, and Japan has always has i well i mean as someone who's not japanese and not mm-hmm. a student of japanese history i feel like japan has always had that um consistent struggle of mm. like you know how do we tradition versus modernity yeah. and you know in order to be truly modern there's traditions that have to die um and in this particular instance you know you uh, japan is also like a seat of technology like it's mm-hmm. where a lot of te- you know it's where yeah um you know technology and electronics and things that kind of come out of so it's interesting to see how like you know this the way it spread through this videotape this vcr you know it's making its way around but it's also a very kind of traditional uh a traditional fear and a traditional horror that's coming out yeah it's interesting yeah as a as a combination of these sort of ancient you know folk tradition ghost stories mixed with yeah, you know, a, an encroaching world that will r- rely exclusively almost mm-hmm. on on technology. And it's like inescapable. That's the other thing too that yeah. like it I it would be interesting. They remade it again, right? They remade Ring again. Right? Well, no, they did. They've done the sequels. So like the original movie, so I have um where did I put it. I I don't remember when I got this um 
Ringu Anthology of Terror, four films that inspired the ring. I think I got seriously got it from one of those um, like clubs I was part of. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, so it was like a collection. So there's Ringu and then Raisin, R-A-S-E-N. That's the sequel. They were actually released simultaneously. Oh, okay. Um, with Ringu doing really well and then Raisin like bombing and people not liking it as well. So then they did another sequel, Ringu 2, which is a, another direct sequel to Ringu. And then Ringu 0. So the, that's like the original. And then I think there are a couple others that aren't in this set. Because, I mean, I've had this set for years now. I mean, I remember... What year I got it? Probably two thousand four. But five. even the American version, they did like yeah. So then they did Ring the Ring the Ring two, and then Rings most recently. But the, it's not like a remake; it's just a uh, continuation. A continuing. Yeah, kind of in the same like what you're talking about. I think it's a viral, like it's more internet based. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it one day, but you know, it would be interesting to see with with these particular. With 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 a film like this, it it probably maybe came a little too early in technology. Like it could really do something now, as far as like viral video and that. But it's it's so interesting because it's like mm-hmm. it's like the phenomenon is that it's going viral and it's actually killing people. Yeah. But it's also very slow because of the limitations of the technology. So you know we can we can now analyze it. You know in the in that lens and think yeah. about it, but. You know, at that time, it was probably like, oh, this is pretty fast. Yeah, well, and that's why I think, like, going back to your point earlier about motherhood, I think that that is very obvious in The Ring, given that, it, you know, the daughter is killed by her own mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Naomi Watts' character, Rachel, you know, kind of the relationship she has with her son, where the son is very parentified, you know, ironing her clothes. And I mean, that's shown in, in Ringu as well. You know, when she comes home right in the beginning to get ready to go to um, Tomoko's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, he put her clothes out for he her. He had already put her clothes out for her. He's zipping her up. You know, I mean, he's very, obviously, he's also very self-sufficient. But I don't know if that's a comment... I don't know if that's meant to be a comment because I think maybe that is a little more typical maybe Yeah, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that culture. Whereas here we kind of, we don't expect that kid to we be. We infantilize yeah. kids a lot as if they don't understand things or they don't know things. Yeah. You know, we, especially when it comes to adult stuff like sex or, mm-hmm. you know, using drugs or alcohol, we act like kids are completely deaf, dumb and blind or something, you know? Plus, I mean, like he, it has, it has, he play he's like a creepy kid. He's like a creepy kid in the film, in the remake, uh, um, the ring, the kid, um, her son. Yeah, I, I would think, but I also find this kid, he's kind of creepy in a way when he's, you know, sitting there staring at like the wall and, and the shorts. Right. <laughs> And the short shorts and the, the long short socks, shorts and then he high socks. Yeah, but that's I don't know. That's just, maybe that's, that's just fashion. That, that's just fashion. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm not. Sh- I I think that uh, I, it, it's just not surprising that that it kind of shifts a little because here by 2002, I, I mean I don't know. I think the idea of like a cursed videotape was even laughable. Mm-hmm. And sort of, you know what I mean? Because I yeah. don't even think I any I no longer had a VCR in the house by then. Well, yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I think in 19, if you're talking about Ringo in 1998, yeah. you know, she only really needs to make those films until for another couple of years because DVDs will take 
be everywhere. Then, right. You know, then one person will die and that's it. But by then, the, the, uh, also the idea, though, is like a virus. Eventually, everybody will see it. Yeah. You know, so where does it end? That's kind of, like, you know, the question at the end of the movie. Like, how do you actually end this curse? You yeah. know, because you just we just have to keep passing it off. So either, you know, you just have to let somebody die. Is that a choice that you want to make? You know, <laughs> just show it to an enemy. Right. There you go. Yeah. She's like going to her dad to like show it to her dad. Right. I'm surprised they didn't like show someone who was antagonistic to her and then like have him be the one that they show it to. Yeah. Again, you know, maybe there's a comment being made there about dads. You know. Mm. Mm. Possibly. Fuck that guy. What did he ever do for you? <laughs> Woo, daddy issues <laughs> podcast right that that could be a whole other thing um <laughs> i think our friend marcella is going to have her own podcast about something yes. like that um <laughs> should be out soon uh <laughs> where we can talk all about aces our uh, mm-hmm. um you know bad childhood traumas how, yes. they, how they resonate in your life today yes <laughs> Um, I'd like to think if I if I died, I would definitely want to haunt a uh, um, a video cassette. Maybe send it, you know, send it to people. Yeah, what would your what kind of cool imagery should I do? Your imagery, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I imagine yours will just be like a bunch of supercuts from Madonna tours. <laughs> It'll be like bedtime stories, and you know, that's not creepy. The Super though. Bowl performance. It's gonna be like black and white image of that monkey thing over there, <laughs> close up of Hemlock's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> you like Lilium squinty eye. You looking in a mirror, <laughs> brushing your hair. De- yeah, I definitely you have, have that. You have the long. I hair. have lots of hair, so I do have to have that image in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so like we were saying, this did kick off. I mean, the, it's such a big list of like uh, horror movies that were inspired by um, the Japanese and others. Um, I had a list here a moment ago and it vanished. So obviously the ring and the grudge, which we've mentioned dark mm-hmm. water. Did you ever see that with, um, no. Oh, what's her face? I don't remember. I don't know what her name is. I have never <laughs> seen dark water. <laughs> it was, you know, okay. It was interesting. It's, um, oh, what is her name? Jennifer something. <laughs> Jennifer, somebody. That's so sad. Mm. I oh, feel like Connolly, Jennifer Connolly. Oh, Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, she's in it. She, it's like about a uh, apartment that's got like this nasty water spot that's like some kind of ghost. I haven't seen it in a little while. That's a, a uh, very loose <laughs> interpretation. Uh, Pulse from 2006. The Eye that had, um, is that Jessica Alba? Ooh, yes, yes. Where she um, she has like an eye transplant and then she sees things. Yeah, so that was also based on... Um, a Chinese movie, uh, Shudder, based on the Thai film, Mirrors, which I did see in the um, theater that mm-hmm. was based on a mm-hmm. Korean movie called Into the Mirror. Oh, One Missed Call, I remember those, and The Uninvited. Uh, you know, so this kind of sparked that whole time frame there in like mm-hmm. the mid, early to mid 2000s, where mm-hmm. everything was all about. Japanese and Asian horror. I wonder what sort of um, inspires that kind of thing, you know, because I mean, obviously Ringu did well, like, you know, in, in its own country. And then 
the remake obviously did really well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like what, I wonder what inspires that. That'd be something to examine, you know, but I mean, it's a good story. I, I do think the, the ring is a good, it's a good movie on its own. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't know if it really even mattered. You know, maybe a lot of people don't even know it's based on this Ringo. No. And that's what we're doing today. We're educating people. That was the whole purpose of this. We're if opening you didn't up know, people's cultural horizons. If you didn't know this movie from 17 years ago was based <laughs> on a movie <laughs> that's 21 years old now, this we could take this out to drink. Yes, we could. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Uh, <laughs> other people are like, you know, because they're only... 17 or 18 are like, I've never heard of either of these movies. No. <laughs> What's a Naomi Watts? <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? Who is she? What <laughs> season of Drag Race was she on? <laughs> Naomi Watts. <laughs> 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 that could be, she could be a drag queen. That could be a drag Watts name. like the Watts neighborhood of Los Angeles. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi Watts. Coming to the stage. Naomi Watts. <laughs> I like that. That's a good drag name. She should reconsider her profession. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, but on its own, yeah, I do like The Ring. And and I was definitely one of those people. I went and I bought a lot of like the original movies and watched them and, you know. Have you seen the original Shall We Dance? I have not. Have you seen the remake, the American remake with Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez, Shall We Dance? No. Okay. <laughs> you looked at me like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to, Joe? Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez did yeah. a movie together? Yes, Richard Gere, Jennifer Lopez, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon? Susan Sarandon <laughs> is in it. They, it's um, Richard Gere plays a guy who, in a midlife crisis, uh, starts taking dance lessons because he's oh. like, he sees from his train um the dance studio and like sees jennifer lopez in it and then jennifer lopez plays a dance teacher at this kind of struggling dance academy um but she is uh um she's like a kind of like washed up ballroom dance person (laughs) and there and he he's not like attracted to her like he's not like wanting to cheat on his wife ah um, but it's, it's based on it's it's American remake of a Japanese film called Shall We Dance right. that has a lot more to say culturally, like in Japanese culture, why it's not good for him to be like a dancer, for him to want to dance. So I feel <laughs> like it it does a better job of like the whole kind of ethos. We're, we're talking about <laughs> we're just talking about Japanese remakes now. Hey, you know I. I'm I'm definitely giving you your space on the po- on the cast here on the pod here <laughs> to uh to to say your piece <laughs> about Richard Gere. You, Richard Gere was in a movie called the uh, Mothman Prophecies. Yes, he our, was, which I, I enjoy and we should watch sometime with uh, Deborah Messing. Right? With yes, Grace, Miss with Grace. Grace, with Miss Grace, Grace Adler, Miss Debra, Debra uh, Messing. Look at that, she's punching him in the face. So I fun. know, I know. Uh, Y'all, y'all miss so much, dear listener, when you uh, only listen. Yeah, when you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, this next, was completely... our next movie is <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha. Right. Yes, it's coming. It's coming up. <laughs> Memoirs, of uh, Memoirs of a Geisha. We're doing it. It's We're very doing. horrifying. Um, in in some ways, when yeah. you think about it, get your Mitsuage ready because right. we're gonna do it. Anyways, um, 
Uh, thank you for listening. This was... I'm not sure what happened this episode. Anyways, but... Um, you are geisha. Yeah, you're something. <laughs> you are geishan. You are geishan. That's what that's actually about. You just want to watch... You just like a period piece. I do love a period a costume piece. drama. I love a costume drama. I love Ken Watanabe. Yeah. I love Michelle Yeoh. You know. I think I'm going to show you Takasha Miike's imprint. That's Ooh. what we should do. That would be real fun for you. There's geisha in that. Oh. Kind of. Is it? Is this a horror film? Oh, yeah. Very horrifying. Oh, God. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening again. Um, we appreciate you. We do. We do. We really appreciate you. We'll be back next week with an all-new exciting episode. Stay tuned. Bye. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 